Today you've joined hundreds of established and emerging writers who are discovering ways to reach their writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. You're listening to Ann Croker, Writing Coach. This is episode 175, How to Use Lists to Transform Your Writing and Your Life. Tis the season for lists, even for those who aren't naturally checklist and to-do list types. For the holidays, people will make packing lists, shopping lists, cleaning lists, address lists, and wish lists. Lists are useful and practical, but they can serve a far more creative and powerful role in the life of a writer. You may find the humble list becomes the most used tool in your writer's toolbox. Let's look at how lists can transform your writing and your life. Number one, a list is a quick way to generate ideas. Whether you're keeping a journal or meeting an article deadline, lists are quick ways to write during busy seasons. Make a list of the big ideas you want to cover in a nonfiction book and you've formed a working table of contents. Lists are the basis of roundup articles related to the season, a quick and rewarding project for both writer and reader. List everything you know about a topic or a scene you plan to write, and your list establishes what you already know and reveals what you have yet to find out. Thanks to the list, you can plan your research and fill in the gaps. Keep an ongoing list of article headlines or chapter titles you'd love to tackle someday, and you've got an idea bank to draw from when you're ready for something new. When you have five minutes free, add to the list. Keep a writer's notebook packed with lists that include descriptions, timelines, character notes, and snatches of dialogue. Make a list of unfortunate events you can throw at your characters, and you'll have the makings of your next novel's plot. Number two, a list tricks us into bypassing writer's block. Lists can help us break free from writer's block by stripping away a lot of the elements typically expected from a creative project. And the act of list making is so unassuming, so doable, so quick to pull off, we can bypass the things that hold us back or block us, like fear, lack of ideas, confusion, uncertainty. Start a list and you almost can't stop your brain from producing another item and another. The brain loves lists. If you're stuck, you may find you're unstuck by the time you scribble the fourth or fifth entry. You might as well keep going. Next thing you know, you've written the draft or the outline of a poem, short story, or blog post. Number three, a list is flexible. As you write, your list expands and contracts to match the evolution of your ideas. As you edit, you can delete or combine items as needed. Number four, a list builds in limits. While allowing for flexibility, lists also form natural boundaries. In A List of Reasons Why Our Brains Love Lists, Maria Konnikova says the human brain responds to the way a list spatially organizes the information, and it promises a story that's finite, whose length has been quantified up front. If a single idea seems too convoluted, corral it. Deal with idea sprawl by cramming it into a list. By defining and limiting our ideas, our writer minds relax. We don't have to say it all. Number five, a list instantly organizes our ideas. When I introduce the six plus one traits, 
One of the early traits we must tend to after settling on a solid idea is organization. How will we organize these concepts or present the stories? Try a list. It's a quick tool to organize and contain ideas when you have no idea how to organize or structure your material. Possible forms for your project may reveal themselves in the process of expanding, editing, and ordering the list. Categorize and group them in clumps. Enumerate them. Your reader's brains, Konakova writes, love effortlessly acquired data, and your writer brain loves structure. Number six, a list is easy to scan. Copy bloggers Brian Clark wrote seven reasons why a list post will always work. With a list, he says, we promise a quantifiable return on attention investment. This motivates people to commit. And Konakova pointed out that by making the process of consuming the content simpler, tidier, categorizing and grouping information in clumps, and marking each section with numbers or bullet points, the mental heavy lifting of conceptualization, categorization, and analysis is completed well in advance of actual consumption. Our brains, she writes, love effortlessly acquired data. So give your hurried reader the invitation to skim. Give him a list. Number seven, a list can become the work itself. While a list can store ideas and fuel longer projects, occasionally a list can actually become the project itself. The two most obvious options being a list essay and a list or catalog poem. List essays like Hateful Things and list or catalog poems like I Will Consider My Cat Jeffrey and Wallace Stevens' 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird present images and ideas of varying degrees of complexity, intrigue, or hilarity using lists. Your entire novel won't be a list, but a Thought Co. article by Richard Nordquist points out that in descriptive prose, writers sometimes employ lists or series to bring a person or a place to life through the sheer abundance of precise details. To illustrate, they offer some examples of a series, lists packed into passages of prose from classic literature. It's possible to go overboard, so use lists in your prose selectively. Nordquist warns that too many will exhaust a reader's patience. But, used selectively and arranged thoughtfully, lists can be downright fun. Number eight, a list can expand your vocabulary. Priscilla Long writes in The Writer's Portable Mentor, The writers of deep and beautiful works spend real time gathering words. They learn the names of weeds and tools and types of roof. They make lists of color words, ruby, scarlet, cranberry, brick. They made word collection a habit. She lists several examples. Leonardo da Vinci kept a list of words and ended up with more than 9,000. James Joyce kept a list of words and phrases and intentionally used them in Ulysses, crossing each one out after it was included. Mary Oliver recorded in a notebook any bug or bone she'd find outside. If such writers do their lexicon work, Long claims, so also should we. Our personal lexicon can be simply a list of words that strike our fancy, words from our childhood, color words, or even, she suggests, something we've never learned the names of, like the parts of a window or the names of weeds in our garden. You don't have to purposely incorporate them into your drafts like James Joyce did, however, crossing them off the list after one use. 
She says, just work on the lexicon on a regular basis as a form of play. It is remarkable how the words you put in your own lexicon have a way of creeping into your writing. Number nine, a list can slow you down. Lists may be a quick way to write, but a list can also slow you down in a good way. When our minds spin in a dozen directions at 90 miles an hour or continually fight distraction, we need a tool to slow and steady us. A list can be that tool to ground us, focus us, calm us. In her book, Make a List, Marilyn McIntyre writes, it slows the scampering mind and tempers argument with imagination. Use lists as a slowdown solution by drawing ideas from guided journals or list prompts found online or in a book like Marilyn's. Focus in so your mind is on one thing, in one place, at one moment in time. Pen on paper, write your list, one item after another. Number 10. A list can help you go deep. We've all read quick surface-level collections thrown together at the last minute. We may have written some ourselves. And there's a place for that kind of list. Readers love them, after all. But you can use lists as a way to go deep, as well. In Make a List, McIntyre writes, In the process of making a list, I generally find that I can, as a therapist used to advise, go to the place in me that knows. Line by line, I can take myself there. And just because she's talking about going to a place that seems serious and introspective, one can have a light approach. She says, if you stay with it and take it slowly, take it seriously but playfully, give yourself plenty of permission to put down whatever comes up, you begin to clarify your values, your concerns, the direction your life is taking, your relationship to your inner voice, your humor, your secrets. You discover the larger things that lists can reveal. From this deep work, we may unearth memories and stories we can use in our writing to add nuance, vulnerability, and insight. Our voice may become stronger, our direction clearer, and those larger things we discover can be passed along to the world a gift. And if nothing else, we'll become healthier people along the way. Finally, number 11. A gratitude list can change your life. At Thanksgiving, the idea of gratitude bubbles to the surface for obvious reasons, but we can make it a daily habit throughout the year. New York Times bestselling author Ann Voskamp cites research about how keeping a gratitude journal can transform people. Participants who kept a gratitude journal felt better about their lives as a whole and were more optimistic about the future. They were a full 25% happier than the other participants. They sleep a half an hour more per evening and exercise 33% more each week and felt more joyful, enthusiastic, interested, attentive, energetic, excited, determined, and strong. For years, Anne kept a gratitude list on her blog. She called her list 1,000 Gifts. A few years in, she shared in book form the concepts she learned from that practice, the transformation she experienced. And she now speaks around the world about the power of gratitude. It's inspiring to look back after all these years and see her first three entries, which she has posted on her website. Number one, morning shadows across old floors. Number two, jam piled high on toast. Number three, cry of a blue jay high in the spruce. So simple, so concrete, 
Anyone can keep a list like that. And yet that simple practice can bring us perspective, life, and light. My friend Laura Lynn Brown has followed the same practice of recording things she's thankful for. I asked her how it began for her. I was floundering, and a good friend tossed me a life preserver. Start a gratitude list. Five things every night, she said. Eleven years later, it still buoys me. Take advantage of this easy tool to break free from your typical approach to an article, poem, essay, even to life. Next time you sit down to write, try a list. Speaking of lists, if you'd like to grab a copy of this list, because as you can tell, this episode about lists was itself in list format, well, just go to ankroger.com slash ep175, that's EP175, and you can download a copy of it in PDF format. I'm Ann Croker, cheering you on as a writing coach in your ear. Everywhere we may meet, at my website, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, in your inbox, here on this podcast, over at Patreon, or even in person, I'm always looking for ideas to share with you that will help you achieve your writing goals and have fun by being more curious, creative, and productive. Thank you for listening.